What is up? It's me, your main man, Steve Krebs, here with the Eloquent Savage Podcast, brought to you by Weaponized Nutrition. The topic of the day, in your face and simple. Quitting. Quitting. Now there's these crazy statements from back in the day, quitters never win and winners never quit. And at certain points in our lives, you have to quit things. If a relationship is toxic and you've tried everything that you can try, well, you're just going to have to let that relationship go. Whether it's a friendship, significant other, even our family members at certain points. So this is not going to be your prototypical, if you're a quitter, you're a piece of shit talk, because that is bullshit. It doesn't make sense. And I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to give you a peek inside of the minds of the guys that I coach and myself. So when I was nine years old, I played Pop Warner football. And for all intents and purposes, I was excited about it at first. I really was. Like, I was so excited to play. I always loved football until I got into the mix. Now, at that time, I had also been experiencing, like, stress and anxiety. I didn't know why. I didn't even know what it was at that age. I was nine years old. But I played for this, this coach, and his name was Whitey. That's, that was his nickname. I'm not going to give his full name because he's, he's passed away now, and it's not my place to, to talk ill of, of the dead. But he was a rough character. And back then, the way that these guys coached, it was old school. So we were nine years old, rolled into practice, and I would compare it to, to army boot camp. Like these men were hard on us. They were nasty to us. They beat on us. There's so many things that, that probably could be qualified as child abuse. I remember one day we were, we were doing some drills on offense and I was a lineman and uh, I jumped off sides and Whitey said, up around the tree, fat boy, in front of the whole team. I wasn't even fat at the time. And it's, it just goes to show you the things that stick inside of our minds. Now, I wanted to quit every day after that. I literally wanted to quit. We, have a, we had a, a 10-year-old kid on the team get heat stroke on the third day of practice from doing bear crawls uphill in 90-degree weather in upstate New York. Now, if you've never been to, to upstate New York, in, in August, it is hot and humid and muggy. The air's thick, and in Pop Warner, you practice every single day. So your summer vacation goes to shit in August, and on top of the fact, I'm going to a place where these guys are mean, nasty, rude, hard on us. I literally woke up every morning and wanted to quit, and I would dread going to practice all day long. So I would wake up, and I knew I would have to go to practice around 3 o'clock. My father would come get me, and I would dread it. I literally wanted to quit every day, but he wouldn't let me wouldn't let me quit. No son of mine is ever going to quit. And my father's apologized for this over the past years of just some, some shit we went through together. But it put this weird idea in my head like, hey, if, even if you hate doing shit, you have to gut it out. You shouldn't quit. Crazy part is it literally took the joy out of the sport for me. I played all the way through high school and there was maybe only one year where I actually enjoyed that sport. I hated it. I was hurt all the time. And it's no surprise because I hated it. And inside of the game that we play, guys, you got to understand there's going to be days where you want to quit the things that are good for you. Perfect example that I see inside of the guys that I coach all the time is that they quit on themselves in the morning. They quit on doing the simple little things, the work that puts them in power, 
so they can actually dominate their day. They quit on that and then they wonder why they're out of power. They wonder why they feel scarcity. You gotta realize that the definition of scarcity just means that, that there's not enough. Scarcity just means that there's not enough of something. Not enough love, not enough sex, not enough money. And usually it's grounded in the conversation of money, revenue, things. Because the guys that I coach are entrepreneurs and the reality is there's never going to be enough for these guys. There's never going to be enough for me. I'm always going to want more. Money is like the bench press back in high school, right? Everybody wants to bench more. You hit 225, you want to go to 275. You hit 275, you want to hit 315. It's just the nature of the beast. And as soon as you come to terms with that, you come to terms with the fact that no matter where you are in your life in terms of your revenue, you're going to desire more. Now, if you use that as fuel, you win. If you use it to drive scarcity, you lose and everyone around you loses and then you'll stop doing the simple things that actually create power in your life, AKA quitting on yourself. And when you quit on yourself in the conversation of power and clarity, then you're punishing everyone else in your life as well. This is the only reason that I watch people not do the shit they said they wanted to do because underneath it all, they feel unworthy to feel that much power. They feel unworthy to actually get the results that they want, so they quit. Lose a client, quit. Marketing doesn't work on the first shot, quit. Don't get laid the first time they show some appreciation to their wife, quit. And it's a pattern. And this pattern of quitting on ourselves bleeds over into everything else that we do. So I'm going to tell you the second piece of this story so I can share with you guys what will happen to you if you don't get clear and you have the inability to be honest with yourself and the people around you when you don't actually want to do something anymore. So this continued all the way through my football career. I just dreaded it. I quit when I was in eighth grade. I didn't want to play. I wasn't going to play anymore. I was going to play soccer. My father bribed me into playing again in ninth grade. No shit. He literally bribed me. I love this man. He's a great dad. He's incredible. I talk about him a lot. A lot of times I talk about the pain with him. He's an incredible dad. He did everything that he could for us. He gave everything that he had. But he made some mistakes. And I'm going to talk about him because when I talk about it, I feel better. And that should be a little side note for you guys today on episode number 20 of the Eloquent Savage podcast is that you can't hold that shit in. It will eat you from the inside out. So I played... 10th grade year had the best year I've ever had. I came in in shape, like dominated, was excited. 11th grade, before the season, I twist my ankle in passing league. I wasn't even supposed to be there. I was just going to everything for football because I wanted to, to play on varsity. I was a decent player. And I blew my ankle out in passing league. And I saw this as an opportunity. As much as I loved it the season before, I had a great season. For some reason, going into this season, I just didn't want to play. So I blew my ankle out, and I probably would have been fine in a few weeks. But I used this injury to sit out the entire year. I completely quit. To the extent in which I tried to make the injury worse so I wouldn't have to play. Nobody knows about this. You guys are the first ones to hear about it besides my wife. You can't force someone to do something they don't want to do. This is including you. If deep down in your heart you do not feel called to do what you are doing, you will quit over and over and over again. It will become a pattern. If you truly don't desire more money, you will find reasons not to get it. If you truly don't desire, and 
Actually, let me rephrase that. If you are not committed fully to do these things, it doesn't matter. And no one, I'm going to repeat, no one can hold you accountable higher to the standard that you set for yourself. I can push you as your coach. I can push you all day long. But if your commitment level is not truly set and driven by purpose, like purpose, you know what purpose is. You felt real purpose before. If it's just that you want to make more money, you're going to quit. If it's just that you want more sex without the connection, it doesn't even matter. I'm not here to judge you if you've quit on things because I've quit on things too. I've quit on a thousand things. And guess what? The things that I've quit on weren't supposed to happen. I'm speaking to the part of you that's you're involved in something. If you're involved with me, if you're involved in my coaching programs, then you know that you've been called to be there. And the mind will try to, to focus on the cost instead of the investment. And when, when men focus on the cost, they don't follow through on their commitment. When they focus on the investment, which is an investment in themselves, they're less apt to quit. Quitting isn't a four-letter word. Well, quit actually is. <laughs> but what I mean by that is it's not a bad word. It's not good or bad, it's just what is. And when you fall in love with reality in your life, you stop creating scary fiction-based fantasies that turn quickly into nightmares. So I'm gonna wrap this up today. Where in your life, where in your life right now, pull your journal and your pen out, where in your life right now should you quit? And what is that thing? And the second piece of this, where in your life right now are you quitting on a regular basis but you need to recommit and see it through? That's all I got for you guys today. From me to you, eloquentsavage.com, brought to you by Weaponized Nutrition and Weaponized Mind. Listen, you have a choice every day to be a savage or just to be a normal, regular old person. Some people just like being average. Over here, we like being a savage. I love you guys. Have a wonderful day. This is episode number 20. I'm out of here.